0: It's Old Smith here on the Just a Little Bit Out West podcast. We are going to get Just a Little Bit Out West this week. This week what I want to talk about is a little bit of a difficult subject. One of the criticisms of Christianity is that you can't really trust second-hand testimony. And the real problem here is that that's exactly true. Our faith in God cannot be built on something that somebody else said or something that we read or something that we heard. This creates a major problem for a lot of us. The reality is that the way God views things, and you can see this all through Scripture, is that it is an absolutely individual thing. Faith is an absolutely individual thing. It's kind of interesting in the story of the woman with the issue of blood. I don't know if you remember that story, but in this story, if you remember, it's in the ninth chapter of Matthew. And Jesus is walking along and there's all these people around. And this woman who had some kind of problem with bleeding, It, it she just continued to bleed and bleed. And this kind of a condition in that culture made her unclean she was not supposed to be around other people she was supposed to be quarantined but she wanted to be healed and so she went to where Jesus was and so she's in this crowd of tons of people a multitude it said because she believed that he could heal her she was risking death if somebody noticed her or decided to push the issue in that culture They were probably going to take her out and throw rocks at her until she was dead. But she believed that if she could just touch Jesus' clothes, she'd be healed. And Jesus says something really significant here in the 22nd verse. He says, Your faith has made you whole. I think, I think it's really important that we understand that God deals with us individually and God deals with us based on what we believe. The thing about this that's hard for people to get a hold of, it's, it's difficult to get your hands on that, each individual person comes to God. We, we know in Revelation 20 verse 11, it says, I saw a great white throne. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. What we see in this, I believe, is that each one of us comes to God individually, face to face with God. We, we are presented with this relationship with god and it is a personal individual thing we can't we can't call a friend we can't go as a group we can't say oh but i was part of this organization or i i belong to this church or well my wife did all of my believing for me and so i don't really need to do that god deals with us on a specifically individual basis And really, I think this is so, so important. Everything in the Bible tells us that the way that God deals with each of us is so individual. And nothing really makes sense until you get that down into your heart. It doesn't matter what church you belong to. It doesn't matter what religion you belong to. It doesn't matter whether you do all of the things that you're supposed to do. What matters is, do you individually have a relationship with God where you are receiving from Him what He wants to give you, and you are giving to Him what you believe He needs from you? This is something that's missing from, in my experience, ninety, maybe 99% of the churches out there. This is one of those keys that unlocks the door, in my opinion, to understanding Scripture, understanding God, and being able to enter into that place where we're supposed to be. And I, I know this goes against, like I said, 99% of the churches I've been in don't really seem to get this it's not about what you do it's not about who what church you go to it's not about what religion you belong to it doesn't matter what club you belong to it doesn't matter who you're married to everything in the end is going to come down to mano imano you and god face to face what you're going to do If you're smart, what you're going to do is you're going to say, God, I know that I'm not everything I should be and want to be and what I believe you want me to be. And so I'm throwing myself upon the mercy of the court and asking you to not punish me according to justice, but I'm asking for mercy. And really, when it comes right down to it, that's the gospel. That is what Jesus is offering is salvation. In John chapter one, verse twelve, it says, But as many as received him, Jesus, to them. Gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those who believe on his name. Believing is trust. Faith is belief. Faith and belief are just another word for trust. And if we can come into that place where we say to God, you're bigger than me and I trust you to do what you said you would do, and you said that if i would put my trust in you that you would take care of me and save me and as you have heard me say many times it's not salvation to tell a drowning man hey just just swim just swim harder just try harder that's not salvation jesus doesn't say to peter when peter begins to sink as he's walking on water, Jesus doesn't say, wow, you, you're, you're pretty worthless. Just go ahead and sink. He reaches down and he pulls him up out of the water. And this is what Jesus is saying to you. Let me help you. Okay, but getting back to the subject of where we started, where I meant to start, you can't allow other people or other groups or your wife or your husband to get you distracted into believing something that you don't believe. This is a personal relationship with God. And it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. What I'm telling you today is, is what I understand between me and God. But the most important thing is what you and God agree on. Now, I mean, you know, let's not get all stupid and, and get into areas of, well, I think it's okay if I commit sin. It's okay if I kill people. It's okay if I steal from people. I'm not talking about stupid things like that. But I'm saying that this relationship with God is absolutely personal and absolutely unique to each person, and we have to deal with it that way, or else we get off into these areas of mob rule. Democracy is not really a good thing. In democracy, you have a majority telling a minority what to do and, and, and all of that. And that helps sometimes in organization. But if that happens very often, it's guaranteed that you're going to have a split in that organization pretty quick. Because 51% of the people telling 49% of the people what to do and how to believe and what to think, it's built into our nature. That 49% sooner or later is going to say, let's go somewhere else. I say all of this, Because I see people who know what the truth is. But in order to keep the peace at home or to keep the peace at work or whatever, then they will choose to let go of some of the things that they know to be true. If they can see in Scripture certain things about their relationship with God, but their wife doesn't see it like that, especially if their wife has been in church longer than they have, or husband, then they're going to say, well, I must be wrong. I need to listen to them. And sometimes that's good. But most of the time, you're going to have to realize that God doesn't judge you based on whether or not you kept peace in your home. God judges you on, did you follow your conscience? Did you do what You believed God wanted you to do. And once again, just let me throw in right here, I'm not talking about stupid things. You know, Son of Sam or whoever, you know, people who think that God telling them to to do evil things, we're not talking about idiots like that. We're talking about God leading us and guiding us through our daily lives and seeing the fruit of the Spirit. We're seeing good things in our life in our relationship with God. And we know what those fruit look like. We know what the works of God are. We know that the nine fruits tell us this is what the kingdom looks like. This is what God looks like. This is what our relationship with God is supposed to look like. This song that I'm gonna play is another one from the group Broken. And it goes along with our theme (laughs) of today's discussion about the fruit and what God is like and uh, I really hope you enjoy this I really like this uh, I really like this group really like this song So let me just conclude by saying, I believe that this is all very super individual. This is between you and God. And you have to follow your conscience to the best of your ability, even if it goes against society, or sometimes even the church, or sometimes even your family. You have to seek God on your own and follow that relationship. And sometimes you're gonna look crazy to people. But if you will keep in mind the nine fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith meekness or in other words humbleness and temperance which means self-control if you keep those things in mind galatians 5 23 says against such there is no law what this means to me is those things are how you know that you're on the right track and it doesn't matter what anyone says different from that. You can know that you're on the right track. Okay. So, I think that covers it. If you have any question, please reach out, shoot me an email, get a hold of me, talk to me, and we can discuss this further rate and review subscribe and tell everybody you know about the podcast if you feel like it's done you any good i also want to just shout out to la costa Guerrera diabolica because you encouraged me this week and let me know that there are people out there that care about what i think and might even need to hear what i have to say and I appreciate you so much alright thanks a lot I will see you all next week or maybe sooner you never know take care bye bye